0: The following recording is from Parramatta Christian Church. We pray that this message inspires you in your walk with Christ. In Jesus' name, I declare this time to be a time of salvation. In Jesus' name, I declare this time to be a time of healing. In Jesus' name, I declare this time to be a time of deliverance. And above all, in Jesus' name, I declare this time to be a time of the impartation of the Holy Spirit and the anointing. For I declare this power in the name of Jesus. I declare this power in the blood of Jesus. And I declare this power in the word of the living God. Father, today as we come before you, we are a needy people. We are a desperately needy people and we need you to intervene in our lives. I pray that today you would do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. That you would do for us what men cannot do for us. That you would do for us only what you can through the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, anoint my head with oil, let my cup run over. Today, anoint me with fresh oil, and make me as strong as a wild ox. Today, Lord, your word would go forth, that you would hide man behind the cross, that man may not be seen, but that Jesus would be seen in all his glory and splendor. And that, Lord, each heart will be touched By the power of the Holy Spirit, this I have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. I am a product of missions. It is safe to say that none of you would have heard of a man by the name of Charles F. Flewelling. Charles Flewelling did not win a Wimbledon tennis tournament. He did not win a PGA golf tournament. He did not win a Nobel Peace Prize, neither did he win a Pulitzer Literature Prize. He was virtually unknown. But if Charles Flewelling had not come to Natal, South Africa, my family would still be living in heathen darkness, worshipping idols. At that time, Charles and his wife Ida left Maine in the United States and came to Africa. No monument is raised to their memory. No books written about their life story. No ode composed to their glory. No form depicts their achievement. In fact, Ida Flewelling lies in an unmarked grave in the city of Durban, South Africa. But if Charles and Ida did not come to Natal, I would not be standing here today. The story goes that my father as a 11-year-old boy had contracted tuberculosis. At that time, medical science had not progressed far enough to have a cure for TB. So my grandfather took his 11-year-old son, took him to a small mission hospital and left him there to die. No, no father wants to see his child die before his eyes. They say if you lose your parents, you lose the past. If you lose your siblings, you lose the present. But if you lose your children, you lose your future. No father wants to lose his future. But at that time, my grandfather heard that there was an American missionary in that part of Natal. And that if he laid his hands upon anyone and prayed for them, in Jesus' name, they were healed of whatever disease they had. So my, father said, my grandfather sent for the missionary to come. And my father told me the story. He told me the story personally, and I heard him tell the story on many occasions. And he said that he watched this man come into the hospital and he said he laid his hands upon his head. and My father said he felt something like electricity go through his body. And he was instantly healed in Jesus' name. This little boy who had not eaten for two weeks. And was being force fed with liquids just to keep him alive. Now turns to his father and says, I'm hungry. Give me something to eat. This can only happen through the power of Jesus Christ. And I am here today to declare to you that Jesus Christ still operates in miracle working power. The apostle Paul says in in, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4, he says, but my preaching and my speech was not with persuasive words of human wisdom. That I came to you in a demonstration of the spirit and power. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse number 20. He says, for the kingdom of God is not in word only, but in power. I assure you that there's power in the name of Jesus. But just before Charles Flewelling prayed for my father, he Turned to my grandfather and he said, when this boy is healed. Note, he did not say if this boy is healed. He said, when this boy is healed, I want you to give him to be a preacher of the gospel. Now, my grandfather had no choice. Either let his son die or give his son over to be a minister of the gospel. But something Amazing happened on that day. Because not only did my father get released to the ministry, my grandfather also began to preach. You cannot witness the power of God and not testify to its power. And my grandfather became an amazing evangelist and began to preach on the streets of Durban, South Africa, testifying to the power of Jesus' name. Now, this had an intergenerational blessing. The ramifications of what happened in this little missions hospital that day continues to this day. Not only was my father in the ministry, two of his brothers also went into the ministry. Became mighty ministers of the gospel. And not only did they become ministers of the gospel, but I too became a minister of that same gospel. My two cousins also are ministers. And that is an intergenerational blessing. Because just two months ago, my nephew also was ordained to the ministry. This is the power of God to salvation. The amazing thing about this is that the Apostle Paul speaks in Romans chapter 10. From verses 13 to 15, he says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then can they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace who bring good t- who bring glad tidings of good things ladies and gentlemen i assure you this gospel of peace is what We have to present to this world.
1: It's amazing
0: that Jesus called his disciples together and he gave them, which is known today as the Great Commission. We read that in Matthew 28 verses 19 to 20. And many of you would know it by heart. Jesus called his disciples to him and he gave them this commission. The way I look at it, this commission was a command, it was not a suggestion. And how often in this world today we take that command to be a suggestion. Jesus then, just prior to his ascension, spoke this to his disciples again. We read of it in, in the book of Mark chapter 16, verses 15 to 16. The amazing thing about this is that he had to remind them of this command. He says to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. The amazing thing about uh, the word of God is that When Jesus spoke to his disciples that day, he was speaking to all his disciples that have lived from that day even to this day. There are two ways that we understand the scriptures. There are certain biblical laws. The first law is the law of First principles. First principles means that if it was given at that first time, it becomes a principle that we all have to follow. This is a law of first principles. But the second law is the law of double reference or double meaning. Which means that if Jesus spoke it, At that time, on that day, he's speaking to us today, this day. The same words apply to us. And as I said, it is not a suggestion, it is a command. The topic that I'm speaking to you on today is missions locally and beyond very very clearly exhorts us that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise I'm reading from 2nd Peter chapter 3 verse number 9 as some count slackness but his long suffering towards us but he is patient Towards us. The meaning of the word long suffering is not to suffer long, but to be patient. So the Lord is patient towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This is an amazing scripture because God does not desire that any should perish. And as I walk the streets of Parramatta, I see so many different ethnicities. We do not need really to go into the world because the world has come to us. And when I look at these people... I see people of Indian extraction, of Chinese extraction, of European extraction, of African extraction. They are all here and God does not want any to perish. But the question always comes, how will they believe? How will they believe unless there is A preacher. If Charles F. Flewelling did not come to preach in Natal, South Africa, so many would have perished. We must today understand that we are the preacher to this generation. Of missions, both locally and beyond. In fact, the absolute need of missions. The absolute need of a messenger who will bring the good news. What do we do? Where do we start? It is amazing that as Jesus was just about to be ascended to heaven, the Bible tells us 500 of his disciples were present. And he spoke these words to them and he said in Acts chapter 1 verse number 8. He said, and you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now of course, Pentecostals like to major on that. You will receive power. But the second part of that is so very important. He says, then you shall be witnesses. Witnesses of this gospel, witnesses of the power of salvation in Jerusalem, in Judea and in Samaria <coughs> and then to the uttermost parts of the earth. My Jerusalem is parametra. And you I have gone to the uttermost parts of the earth. I've preached on the five continents of the earth and in the Pacific nations, on the Pacific islands. But my Jerusalem is most important to me. Around 22 years ago, I had been an ordained minister in the Foursquare Church at that point for four years. The Lord put in my heart so strongly the city of Parramatta. When God put in my heart the city of Parramatta, I had been in Australia for eight years by then. But something gripped my heart about the city of Parramatta. There's something amazing about the city of Parramatta. The city of Parramatta is a city of firsts. The first time believers gathered together was in Parramatta. The first preacher that came, or the first minister that came from England, came to Parramatta. The first time the word of God was read in a corporate setting was in Parramatta. The first church service that took place in Australia was in Parramatta. And that is why I believe that Parramatta is a city of destiny. That there is an amazing destiny vested in the city of Parramatta. That God wants to do so. Something in the city. I believe it like I believe it like I believe it. I just know something is going to take place in the city. Because parameter is in the heart of God. If he had ordained that the first time the word of God would be read in the city. Then we have to know that God wants to do something here. Amen. And to that end, I came into the city under divine instruction to gather Christians to pray in the city. Pray that something will take place. 22 years ago, I came and began to pray in the city alone. And many pastors heard that I was praying and they came to join me. That's how the Parramatta Friday Pastor's Prayer evolved. I did not start it. It evolved under God's divine power. And we're still praying for the city. I believe God has a plan for the city. And of course, when I came to pray... I also started a a lunchtime prayer in the city, in the town hall in Parramatta 22 years ago until they put us out of the town hall. But God began to do amazing things there because God's heart is for the city. You as a church have been founded in the city that has destiny. And therefore, there is a destiny for each one of you And that destiny is in this city. We have to recognize the plan of God and what God wants to do in this city. Can I say this to you? You are blessed. You are blessed to be in this city. You are blessed to be in this city at this time. Chance God has called you to the city for a time such as this. When we will witness the power of God, there's been many revivals across the world. There's been, there, 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 uh, the, the revival in Wales, the revival in the Hebrides, the revival in Los Angeles. There's been many, many revivals. I believe there will be a revival in the city. Two things I pray for. I pray for revival and I pray for harvest. That there will be a harvest of souls in the city. And then thereafter, the Lord opened the nations to me. For me to travel to the nations. And I've been traveling. But now I have much gray hair. (laughs) The last trip that I went to... uh, 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 Sorry, the second to last trip that I went to in the year 2019. I went to the city of Verona in Italy to preach. It took me 27 hours to get back home after leaving Verona at 4 in the morning. And I got back very, very exhausted. Very, very exhausted. And I realized that my season for traveling to the nations is coming to an end. I had one more trip to make, and that was to Sri Lanka. I had to go right into the hill country to the tea estates. We left Jayala at 3 in the morning, drove through. It was a five-hour drive. Went straight into a church. I did two sessions preaching to pastors, teaching pastors, and then went two hours further and did these meetings. I came back totally exhausted, realized that my season is over. There are some of you young men here today. Your season is about to begin. And today there's a call going out. If Charles F. Llewellyn did not answer the call, so many would still be in heathen darkness. If you do not answer the call, many will perish without a savior today I put that challenge to you. You know, some, some, some of you are sitting here and you think, but I too am not young anymore. But I also want you to say that God does have no use by date. There's still hope for you. But two things. Let us understand the absolute need of a preacher. And let us understand that they cannot go unless they are sent. And perchance this church is a sending church. The greatest nations, the sending nations, was the European nations and the Americas. But they're not sending anymore. In fact, the greatest sending nations now in the world is the Philippines and Nigeria. They send out so many missionaries all over the world. I pray that this church will be a ascending church. That this church will send out missionaries that will go to the four corners of the earth. And that something amazing will take place. I pray that this challenge will come home to you today as I end this message. And now, Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray may this word go forth in power. May it be a seed that will be sown in hearts, especially of the young men, especially of the young women. Let this challenge go forth and let them answer the call. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for listening to the Parramatta Christian Church Podcast. To hear other sermons or to find out more about our church, please visit our website at pcc.org.au.